Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. You know, if I happen to take off running around the church with this message today, beforehand I'm going ahead and asking forgiveness for that, all right? I'm not saying I'm going to because there's not really much room to run in here, but man, I haven't been this excited to share the word in a long time because this word has been changing my life. It's been changing my prayers, and I believe that it's going to be a word that will change every one of our lives today. His word is powerful. Are you ready to be changed by the power of his word? So, you know, uh, as you've been hearing, we're celebrating our five-year milestone, right? Our five-year anniversary as a church, and we're so excited the, the, the next three weeks to have these guest speakers coming in, and that are going to be, it's just going to be a blowout week after week after week, uh, culminating with that big party on October 6th. You want to be here every Sunday the next, uh, the next three weeks as we celebrate. You don't want to miss out on any of that. And as we are moving towards this five-year, um, in fact, fun fact, Today is actually the five-year anniversary since we started the church. Come on, let's give, give the Lord a hand for that. It would actually be today. Today is Encounter Church's official birthday, but last year when we did the party in mid-September, it was hot. So we decided to... That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. It was a sweat fest, and we decided to try to avoid that, so we're going to celebrate this year in October with our big party, but as we began to move towards this five-year milestone as a church, we felt like God was saying that he's giving us 2020 vision. Turn to your neighbor, tap them, and say 2020. Tell somebody, you got to see clearly, and so what we've been looking at is is getting clear vision on some very important things that, that, that are important to us as a church, that are important in the kingdom and they're important to us as a church. Week number one, we dropped some F-bombs. How many of you were here in church when we dropped the F-bombs? That was a lot of fun. But we talked about having a clear vision of what Christianity actually is, which is who remembers the three F-bombs? Why did y'all pause before you answered Y'all need to get your mind in the right place this morning. What is it? Follow, fish, and fellowship, right? That's what Christianity really is. And then the second week we had Pastor Scott Stringer here with us, and he just talked about getting clarity on vision itself, right? We got vision about vision, so that was really good. And then um, we talked about a clear vision of revival, which for us, uh, revival means to host the presence of God in a way that God dwells and swells his presence in our midst, right? And we talked all about the privileges of hosting the presence of God. Last Sunday, uh, Caleb taught us uh, about a clear understanding of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And many of you were touched in a powerful way by the Holy Spirit. And today, today's title is In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Everybody say, In Jesus' Name. Or in the name of Jesus. Come on, say it Pentecostally. Come on, somebody say in Jesus' name. Most likely, 
most likely the most common phrase used by Christians on the planet, right? In Jesus' name or in the name of Jesus. Can you say, in el nombre de Jesus? Okay. In Jesus' name is the most common phrase or the most common set of words that we use as Christians, right? And no doubt, a powerful phrase. Do we all agree on that? But do we really understand what we're saying when we say in Jesus' name? Do we really understand the correct usage of that phrase in those words? Come on, say it again, in Jesus' name. Today, I'm going to try my very best to teach you what I've been learning and it's, it's just burning on the inside of me and I'm experiencing it in my own personal prayer life. And I'm going to try my very, very best to give you 2020 clarity today on how to use the name of Jesus properly in prayer. Is that all right? Yes. Come on, somebody say one more time. In the name of Jesus. This has brought new life to my prayers, and I believe it's going to bring new life to your prayers. In Jesus' name. Let's take a look, first of all, at John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. My goodness. That was Jesus saying, anybody who believed in him will do the same things, the same works. What did Jesus do? Raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demon, preach the good news to, to everybody, right? He even multiplied food. He, he even walked on water. But it says that we'll do the same works he's done and even greater works. I mean, come on. I mean, it was like no pressure, right? But we're going to do even greater works than Jesus. And he's the one who said that about us. He's the one who said that about his disciples. Because I'm going to be with the Father... And then he says something very interesting. Immediately following, this is very important, immediately following what he just said, everybody say context. context. We've got to read the next sentence in context of what Jesus just said. You can't read it alone. If you read it alone, you'll get goofy, all right? We've got to read it in the context of what Jesus just said. He just said, we would do the same works and even greater works. And then he said, you can ask for anything in my name and I'll do it. So that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask me for anything, what? In my name, in my name and I'll do it. Let's uh, jump to John 16. 23 and 24, at that time you won't need to ask me for anything because Jesus would no longer be physically with them, right? I tell you the truth, you'll ask the Father directly and he'll grant your request because you use my name. Let's read it, let me say it in a little different um, tonality there. Ask the Father and he'll do it when you use my name. You ever use anybody's name to get something? Oh, we're going to talk more about that in a minute. All right. You haven't done this before. And he says, ask using my name. Ask as if I were asking it, right? Ask using my name and you'll receive and you'll have abundant joy. Now, just a little disclaimer before I jump into this and just go for it, all right? If this hurts anybody's feelings a little bit or messes with your prayer life a little bit, welcome to the club. It's been doing that to me a little bit lately, all right? Just 
Open up your heart and open up your mind to what God wants to speak to you today. And I want you to say these three words with me. In fact, we don't always do this, but would you just shut your eyes for just a second? Because I want you to focus and I want you to say it softly, okay? I want you to say authority, incarnation, presence. Come, let's do it one more time. Authority, incarnation, presence. In Jesus' name, the first one I believe there in your outline, in Jesus' name, is authority. In Jesus' name, the phrase, the words, the use of his name is authority, okay? What am I saying? In Jesus' name is not a magic word or phrase. It is not abracadabra to get what we want. It's not a genie in the bottle But people use in Jesus' name for some of the silliest, goofiest things. I've done it before. You ever use the name of Jesus and you, now you look back on it and you go, there's more than one way to use the Lord's name in vain, right? Okay? Use the Lord's name in silly. Driving down I-75 and you see a Porsche come past you, you know, in the fast lane. Woo! I receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> is anything wrong with having a Porsche? No. But that, is, that, is, that has nothing to do. Okay. <laughs> How about this one? Pray the Falcons win the Super Bowl this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. How many of you know every other team, every other fan of every other team prays the same thing? So goofy. It's just goofiness. How about the Braves win the World Series? I'm having a problem not using the name of Jesus on that one. But do you know what? There's Christians out in Los Angeles praying for the Dodgers to win the World Series. We even need to be driving up to the mall. Lord, I'm on a roll. I only got $100 today, but in Jesus' name, help me to find every last sale that there is inside the mall. I'm not saying you can't pray for God to bless your finances for sure, but you get what I'm saying? Lord, we thank you for this food today, this extremely delicious double bacon cheddar cheese burger take all the calories out in the mighty name of the lord jesus you even go jesus uh-oh In Jesus' name is not a magic word. It's not a magic phrase. It's not abracadabra. It's not Aladdin rubbing the bottle and the genie coming out to get what we want. In the name of Jesus, let me just, 
this is going to rhyme, okay? <laughs> so you'll... The name of Jesus is not to name and claim vain things. Actually, let's make it rhyme even more. The name of Jesus is not to name and claim vain things, all right? <laughs> Have you ever used the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus and nothing happened? Well, isn't it an all-powerful name? Why did nothing happen? Have you ever said in Jesus' name and it not happen? Because it's not magic. It's not a magic name. It's not a good luck charm. And it is not a license to ask or declare whatever. Just whatever. It's not I can just declare or ask whatever because people misread the verse. You can ask whatever you wish in my name. You can ask anything in my name and it'll be done. Take it out of context. I mean, I could just ask or declare whatever in Jesus' name and there's the magic. It's like pixie dust. You ever thrown the Jesus pixie dust and just doesn't work? That's because that's not how it works. The name of Jesus, well, you know, just bear with me on this one, all right? Are y'all okay? I'm about to say something that if you grew up in church, you might, your first reaction to what I'm about to say might be <gasps> heresy. The name of Jesus, just simply the name or the phrase in Jesus' name, by itself, doesn't have any power. Ooh, I heard some gasps on that one. Do you know, it may be harder to understand in our American culture because I have, the last time I met somebody named Jesus has been a while, I've never met anybody named Jesus. But I lived in Mexico and have traveled all over the world in many places. And let me tell you that the, in Latin American culture, there are many people named Jesus. Brazil, there's Jesus, right? There's people named, there are people, the name Jesus is just the name. Mm. Y'all look at somebody, y'all look at me like somebody getting ready to get up and leave. His name wasn't even Jesus, it was Yeshua, which is a version of Joshua, Savior, Deliverer, right? It's just, it was just his name. The name of Jesus is not a magical name. It is powerful when used correctly. But let me tell you, it's not just the name that's powerful, and this is where it might get a little sticky here. The power of the name has a lot to do with the person using it. I don't believe that. I just believe his name is powerful. It don't matter who uses it. The sons of Sceva would beg to differ with you. How about we read about them, actually? Acts 19. God gave Paul. Everybody say Paul. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. And when handkerchiefs and, or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation. Just like powerful words, magic words, right? Saying, I command you 
in the name of Jesus. I don't know how they said it, but I command you in the name of Jesus. They'd heard that these Christians used this phrase. Hmm. And they'd seen that when Paul and other Christians said in the name of Jesus, stuff happened. Powerful things happened. But they, it, they, says, that they said, I command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. That tells you a lot right there. To come out. <laughs> they were pre-Pentecostal. So seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus. I think the evil spirit had an attitude. I know Jesus. And I know that Paul dude over there. But who are you? But we said Jesus. It's not just the name of Jesus. It has everything to do with the person that's using the name of Jesus. The man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. How about that for the name of Jesus? Are you ready? Are you sure? Authority is the key. The name of Jesus is authority. And authority is the key to properly using the name of Jesus. In this instance, Paul was submitted under Jesus' authority as Lord. The sons of Sceva were not, and it made all the difference in the world. They used the same phrase talking about the same person, Jesus Christ, with two totally different results. And that's because Paul had brought himself up under the authority of Jesus. Therefore, he had authority to use the name of Jesus and they did not a question for me and for you today do you use the name of Jesus with authority or is it just a good luck charm or just a name you use when you're in trouble or just a name that you use to try to get what you want when you want it authority is the key the key to having authority Jesus taught very clearly is to be under authority and true spiritual authority isn't my authority. It's the authority of Jesus in me. And the only way for me to have the authority of Jesus in me is to have my life completely submitted up under his authority. It works the same with the sheriff and the cops. Right? If just anybody, come on, if just anybody, because you can buy one of those siren things and put it up on your car, right? I mean, I've seen people do silly things. Okay. If just anybody all of a sudden pulled you over and said license and registration and they had no badge that said I'm under the authority of the sheriff or marshal or whatever we have here. We have sheriffs or marshals? Sheriffs. In New Mexico it was marshals. Okay. Sheriff of Cobb County. If that cop is not under the authority of the sheriff, what authority does he have over you? I mean, actually, what if it was just a plain old person with no authority, but they use the guise of the magic siren? How many Christians? Or how many Christians? Because you're not a Christian unless Jesus is your Lord. 
grew up hearing about Jesus. I believed in Jesus as a child, but I didn't become a true Christian until I submitted my life to Jesus Christ as Lord. Because only as my Lord can he save me. And how many people walk around using the name of Jesus, just throwing it out here and there and everywhere with no authority to do it and to no avail? (laughs) Some people probably get disappointed because I said in the name of Jesus, I prayed in the name of Jesus and it didn't happen. Well, is your life under the name of Jesus? Or are you just using his name as something that's mere power or magic? Jesus' name is not magic or mere power. It is authority. And his authority is only available to those who are submitted under his authority. If we understand that, we can understand John 16. If we understand that, we can understand John 16. How about we flash that back up there on the screen again? It was John 16, 23 through 24. He said, I'll tell you the truth. You'll ask the Father using my name. Use my name. Use my name from now on. You ever, again, I asked this already, but some of you have thought of, of instances where you've used somebody else's name to get something, right? How many of you grow, grew up and you went and to your brother, to your sister and said, Mama said. <laughs> mama said, Mama said, Mama said, all right. You ever been, come on, somebody some of y'all need to repent. <laughs> the boss said, but, but legitimately, the boss might have said. And you may have been delegated to go say what the boss said or what mama said, right? Maybe mama did say clean up your room. It is not just me nagging my sister to clean up her room. Maybe mama said... It's time for us to clean up our room. And she really did say it, right? See, Jesus said, use my name. When we say in the name of Jesus, we're not just saying blah, 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 comma, magic. No. When we use the name of Jesus, we're in his name. It's literally like saying Father, Jesus says, right? Jesus said, in the name of Jesus. Another way to say that would be, Jesus said, or Jesus says, so-and-so, right? There's the authority. Asking as if Jesus were asking. Declaring as if Jesus were declaring. You know, Mark 16, uh, 15 and 16 says that we will cast out demons and what did he say in my it's the obvious answer it's the name of it in mark 16 jesus tells his his disciples cast out demons in my name use my name in other words It's not me saying demons come out of a person. It is literally, Jesus says, come out. Right? In the name of Jesus is, Jesus says this. It's in the authority, I'm using his name. We've just read in John 14, I know I already kind of alluded to this, but Jesus said in John 14, if we could flash that back up there again, 
It says, you're going to do the same works, even greater works, because I'm going to the Father. You can ask for anything in my name. Jesus was referring to his works. Not anything as in anything. Lord Jesus, I pray that the wall will turn blue in Jesus' name. See, did that happen? Y'all all right? Done lost my place. I got too excited. It's in context is so important. Listen, when Jesus said we could use that we could ask him for anything in his name, he was referring to his works. Not just any random or selfish thing that we'd like to ask or declare. Here's a good question. And I go back to the mama said. Did mama really say? Or are you just trying to get something that you want? Mama said, you have to share your toys with me. Mama, did you really say that? (laughs) She might have. She might not have. Did Jesus, it's a very good question. Did Jesus say that? Did Jesus say that in his word or by his spirit in agreement with his word? Did he say it? You can ask for it. In his name, Jesus said. Right? But to just use his name to tag on to something we want is out of order. And again, for the fifth time, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I've done it. And I'm not doing it anymore. His name is not to be used in vain. To just ask for vain Things, whatever I feel, whatever I want, whatever I wish for. Is it okay to ask God for things? Absolutely. Is it okay to ask God for the desires in your heart? Yes. Is it okay to ask the Father for good things? Yes. But you get what I'm saying. Be careful to not just misuse the name of Jesus just to ask or declare random selfish things. Make sure there truly are things that his word says or his spirit is speaking to you or showing you and they line up with his word, right? And not just randomly use his name because his name is authority. It's not just power. His name is authority. In fact, you know, in Jesus' name, or the, this is very important. In Jesus' name is for those who are in Jesus. Look, first, uh, this is not in your outline, but you can jot it down. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, All of God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. All of God's promises aren't just yes and amen. They're yes and amen. Everything his word says is yes, it is amen, it is a promise. If you're in Jesus... The use of in Jesus' name is for those of us that are in Jesus. If you're in Jesus, wonderful. If today you're not in Jesus, if you're not in relationship with God through Jesus, today is the day to get into relationship with Jesus. Because as soon as you come into Jesus, in Jesus' name becomes your authority. It's authority. Another one, Philippians 4.19, it's not in there, but jot it down. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. In Jesus, in Christ Jesus, all of his promises, everything we find in his word, 
is all in Jesus. I can only have it if I'm in Jesus. I can only name it and claim it if I'm in Jesus. Using his name if I'm in him. So, submit to Jesus as Lord. If you have not, submit your life to Jesus Christ as Lord. I don't, I'm not saying pray a prayer, come to an altar, kneel a knee, sing a song, shake a pastor's hand, or join a church. That's all great, that's all well, but that is not salvation. Salvation is declaring with my mouth, Jesus is Lord, not Savior, Lord. And when I do that, saving happens. If you haven't submitted your life to Jesus as Lord, do it today. Submit to the authority of his word. Learn to hear his voice. And in that position, y'all with me? In that position, in that relationship, being up under his authority, then you may ask or declare whatever he says and it'll be done for you. In Jesus' name. Come on, tell somebody, use his name right. The second thing that in Jesus' name is, is it is incarnation. Everybody say incarnation. Can you say incarnacion? Incarnacion. Okay. If you've, only for the Nacho Libre fans, only you got that. But just say, if you've not seen Nacho Libre, go see it. But everybody say incarnacion. She hails from the mountains of the, say Incarnacion. That is a word in English. It's incarnation. Incarnation. Say incarnation. What in the world is incarnation? It's not a mark of evaporated milk, right? That's just carnation. Incarnacion is not just a fun name for a nun. Incarnation is one of the greatest miracles that have ever happened, and it is an ongoing miracle. Incarnation, car, n, <laughs> carne, carne, flesh, humanity, in humanity, in flesh. John chapter one. I'm going to read 1 through 4 and then 14 in the beginning. You were the word at the beginning. I'm sorry. I'm just having too much fun today. All right. In the beginning was the? The what? Actually, the who? Uh, the word was with God and the word was God. Right? Just like your mouth and your words are with you and they are you, right? It's who you are. The word of God is God. He, now we're talking about a person, right, was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him, in whom? Who's him? The word of God, right, was life. And the life was the light of men, that by which we see, right? So both light, and, both light and life are in the word. Let's go to verse 14. 
We all know who it's talking about here, right? This is the beginning of the gospel of John, right? The gospel of Jesus. And it says, the word became flesh. Say incarnation. Something that wasn't flesh became flesh, okay? Flesh is kind of a strange word because we don't normally call this our flesh. We call it our skin, right? Our body. Something that wasn't quote-unquote natural or physical, it was supernatural, it was spiritual, became natural. It came into the natural world. Something that was invisible became visible. Something that was, un, it, it was intangible became tangible. Now you could touch the word. Imagine if you, all of your words could be just all of a sudden become a person. Who would that person be? It'd be you. That's right, it'd be you. Because from the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks, right? What you speak is you. Uh-oh. And it says that the word of God, who was God, the expression of Almighty God, was breathed into a human body. And we know the, the history of the birth of Jesus, the Virgin Mary, and then all that he did, right? We keep reading John to figure all that out. But it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the living word. Jesus is. Now, I really pray that this clicks with you like it clicked with me. When you... Jesus... It's not that just he was. Jesus is the living, breathing word of God. In other words, Jesus brings the words of God to life in the natural world. Jesus brings the word of God to life. Word made flesh. Okay, how many of you have ever used the phrase, you got to flesh it out? Right? What does it mean to flesh something out? Uh-oh. Okay, how many of you have ever said, I need to lose 10 pounds, and you, oh, you got to flesh it out? What does that mean you got to do? God, some of y'all look at me like, I never heard that. Who's never, who, who has used ever or even at least heard the phrase, I got to flesh it out? You got to flesh it out. You got about, about half of it. Sorry. Wow. All right. Let me explain it a little bit more. The term, the, the phrase in English, you got to flesh it out. Not flush it out, okay? Flesh. Julian just got it. All right. No, no. Flesh. We're talking about the flesh. Come on. Okay. You got to flesh it out. Let me say it southern. You got to flesh it out. I need to lose 10 pounds. Well, I got to flesh it out. What, what is I need to lose 10 pounds? It is an idea. What would it mean to flesh it out? The natural physical activity in the natural physical world that will require, be required in order to lose 10 pounds, right? I need, um, I don't know, I need to do exercise four times a week. Got to flesh it out. What would flesh it out looking like? Be, what would it look like? 
I need to get up earlier. I need to talk myself into it every day, at least for a while. Flesh it out means what the action that is required to take an idea and make it reality, right? And see, the word of God was always alive. It was always powerful. But God decided to flesh it out in front of our eyes. God decided, I'm not just going to speak my word. I'm going to show you physically, naturally what my word looks like in action. What my word looks like when it actually comes to life. That's who Jesus was and is. Incarnation means the word became flesh. It means the word, the expression of God. All his promises, everything he's ever said come to life in the natural world and that's what Jesus did now so when we use in Jesus name get this it's the name of the one who is the word and then he brings the word to life okay I knew it was going to be hard to make this he already brought the word to life right so what happens when I use his word in his name? Uh, I was soft but correct. When I use his word to ask or declare in his name, it's literally, it's literally like bringing the manifestation of Jesus into the world. When his word comes to pass, in his name it's the manifestation of jesus it's incarnation it's the word being made flesh in the natural world this is sinking in for some all right so let me let me go a little bit more with this all right i know it's deep <laughs> but it's 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 so simple you can ask let, 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 just hear jesus saying this all right you can ask me the living word for anything in my word and I'll bring it to life. I don't know, but there's one thing to saying Jesus said it. There's one thing to knowing the word of God says it and there's extra. We're not just saying what he says. We're literally declaring who he is when we say in Jesus' name. And who he is is the word of God alive and active. That's who Jesus is. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask for anything, you'll ask what, sorry, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done. For you, if what? If his word lives in me. If his word is at home in me. I can use his word in the name of the very one who is the word. And he'll bring it to life, right? That's why it's so important to pray according to the word of God and not pray for vain or silly things. Jesus said that we can ask what we desire when his word possesses us. When we're in him and he's in us. It was very evident that what he was saying 
wasn't just ask for anything, but according to my word living on the inside of you, speak out my word, declare it, ask for it, and I, the living word, Jesus, will bring it to life. We got to pray in Jesus' name according to the word of God. See, Hebrews 4.12 says, um, the word of God is alive and active. That's Jesus. It's not the words written in your Bible. That's Jesus. That's the word that is alive, and I'm so glad he's active. And how is he alive and how is the word of God alive and active? He's alive and active in me when I'm submitted to his authority as my Lord. And when I speak his word in the name of the word, it comes to life and it is active and it produces great results. Light bulb. Whew. See, when I, in Jesus' name is that I pray and declare the word in the name of the word so that the word comes to life. Okay, one more thing I'm going to say about that. This is... Anytime I declare the word of God, And it produces results. I'm looking at a visible manifestation of Jesus. Anytime I pray or declare the word of God in the name of the word, in the name of Jesus, and it produces results, I'm literally looking at Jesus alive and active in the world. We pray the word in the name of the word because he's the living word. And when I use his word in his name, it comes to life. Amen? Amen. If Jesus, the word said it, I can say it because I'm simply declaring him. Final thing. And this one is much quicker. But not any less powerful. In Jesus' name is authority, it's incarnation, but in Jesus' name is also presence. In Jesus' name is presence. It's a declaration of presence. In Jesus' name is presence. Matthew 18, 19 and 20, again I say, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. There is power in praying together and in agreement. There is power in praying together and in agreement. Not just together. You ever felt like you've you ever been to a prayer meeting where you felt like we all together but we not in agreement? <laughs> Any husbands and wives ever felt like we're together praying about something but we are not in agreement? <laughs> See, 
He made it very clear that if, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done with this, all right? If we come together and come into agreement, not only will he do what we ask, he's actually there. He's actually in that meeting. There's power in praying together and in agreement gathered in his name, and that power is his presence. The power of united prayer in Jesus' name. When we come together in Jesus' name, not just in words, but when, are y'all with me? When we come together, our lives, the disciples of Jesus, under Jesus' name, under Jesus' authority, living our lives submitted unto him. When we come together in his name and we come into agreement about the things that are in his word and we ask for it, his presence is there. He himself, the living word, shows up. We've experienced this, but we're going to experience it in an even greater way. We're going from glory to glory. And the more I believe truly that this is something that the Lord showed me, the more we learn as a church family how to properly use his name, submitted under his authority, using his word in the name of the word, I believe we're going to see an increase, a swelling of his presence in our midst. Because let me tell you where the presence of Jesus is, there's no prayer too big. There's nothing too big to ask for. There's no vision too great that he can't show us that he wants us to run after. There's... There's no miracle. There's no hopeless situation too hopeless. There's no prayer that's too beyond him if he shows up. In Jesus' name is presence. It's the presence of Jesus. Come on, one more time. Say with me. Authority. Incarnation. Presence. That's why we so, we're so emphatic about corporate prayer why do we take time it's like every single Sunday we have to plaster the prayer times up on the wall why do every single week we put it on Facebook and social media and we encourage come to one of our prayer meetings come to Wednesday night prayer come to another one come to, why do we do that because we understand we understand we're literally making a place for the presence of Jesus when we come together in his name and the power is in his presence. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.